as Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review so we can continue to give you um, the, the ish that we talk. And now that is out the way, I will not act like I'm on AF, AM fucking radio. <laughs> what the fuck's the deal? All of you ugly motherfuckers. What's poppin'? I'm here with you. We here together. We gonna make this shit pop. Lindsay, what the fuck is going on? My dog. Like, what will be a breaking point for you where you just like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm about to say this is where we ask the audience. Yeah. So, So you already said said cheating, cheating, right? Yeah. Cheating. So, you're not not giving a pass or nothing like that. There ain't no way. There's no way. That's no way. There ain't no way. So it's like if, if, if it's just cheating for her, like so, if, if it's cheating for you the same way, Joe? So like if you cheat, do you feel like I need to leave this relationship? <laughs> if, I, if, if, I, if I would ever cheat, I would leave you first. I would leave you first. You would be, oh, you such a gentleman. Hey, I do what I do. You such a gentleman. <laughs> that shit don't happen in real life, but you such a gentleman. <laughs> Anything else? In the moment. In the moment. That's different. I wouldn't be in the moment. You won't so be you wouldn't put yourself in the moment. I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, make it make sense. Like, because what's the moment? When I decide it's the moment, it's the moment. Oh, okay. okay. If, I, if I never say to myself, like, I should probably get out of here. So, like, do the, the whole time, <laughs> you're not, you're like, oh, no, nah, this cool. This ain't. We just I, chilling. Not if I, not we just, oh, nah, she just want to rub my back. That's cool. Hey, ain't nobody tripping. She's like, oh, she okay, Tammy. Me. Okay, ooh. All right, you, you ain't got to kiss my neck. That's okay. Cool. This is not the moment yet. Not yet. It's not the moment yet. So it's like, oh, it's like, oh, now my pants is down. This, this is. She, she pulls them down. Oh, this ain't the moment. This ain't the moment. This ain't the moment. She did it. She did it. This ain't the moment. So when is the moment? When you're done, you're like, oh, uh, yeah, this is the moment. I had to go get my bro, right? That's the moment. That's the moment. Okay, so that's your, that's your. So this is cheating. For you, like if she cheats, oh hell no! But like I just had to wait on the moment, like no, that's like the moment. That wasn't the moment. she sucked my. I didn't. I didn't ask for it. It's like nuts. I didn't know. I. You know when I feel something wrong, baby, I'm gonna just tell you the truth. When she when she was like, I was like maybe maybe it's time for me. Ain't no restaurant tour gonna run up on Keith Lee. Let's just let's just end that shit right yeah. there. Y'all y'all talk a lot of shit, but y'all not about to run up on. Ain't nobody about to run up on him, slap no food out of his face, and tell him bitch what. Like that's just not gonna happen. At no way, shape, uh, possible. So Santana, Salsa Santana got in on it. He pretty much was like tag me in, and he snapped. <laughs> 
on DJ Academics and told him to pull up. He was like, go to my page. We got all kinds of bookings. We outside. Come pull up at one of the bookings. You know, and I'll beat your motherfucking ass. <laughs> I, Saucy Santana just doesn't look like the homosexual man that you gonna hit, and he looks and he looked like uh, uh, that dude off of uh, uh, Low Down Dirty Shades. He ain't about to grab his face and be like, "Oh, Bernard." Him, you slut. Bernard. He about to beat the dog shit out of you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I'm laughing because it's gonna be so funny because you're gonna see a dude massively beating the shit out of a man with an open fist, and you're gonna hear, bitch, bitch. Bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Saucy. Man, shout out to Saucy. What's the deal, everybody? Man, I did, I'm telling you, man, shout out to the hero, man. I love the new intro. Yeah. Um, uh, truth be told, man, this is the ish we talk. Um, I am Lily. I am your joint smoking black toting bad MF that you see in front of you. I am with the uh, top shelf creme de la creme, the uh, queen amongst queens. Um, the uh, baddest uh, with embraces, but she doesn't have braces anymore. Um, I am with the do all be all, the lady that pushes the bells and the whistles. Without this beautiful queen, you would not have this asshole of a king. So let's give a <laughs> round of applause for my people, my family, Lindsay. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We uh, have the cat. And we have the cat. Langston's in the <laughs> building. Shout out to Langston. We got a cat. Uh, we already said the pleasantries in the intro, but I will say, hey, welcome, Twitch. Yes. Y'all in the building with me? I'm telling yes. you, I love y'all. Um I can't wait for the dude to call me T Grizzly to get back on here because I'm gonna find <laughs> out what you look like, my nigga, because it's going to that is gonna be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> T Grizzly money though. Okay. Speaking of T Grizzly, he got a new video out. I think the song is called Floaters. And he is like dancing, like dance like a whole bone cat 18. Like eight or what is it? Sixteen count, eighteen count, whatever it is. Yeah, he's yeah. doing a whole. He's doing a whole routine in that mud. And I'm with it. I'm with it. Listen, he's supposed to man. man when people get, you know, what I'm saying, get money and go to different places, they ain't supposed to be the same people. Yeah, you know, what I'm I saying? like him. Though. He's like a jack of all trades because you know he be out here like really getting regular jobs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Um, Derek's watching. He says Lee Grizzly. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. I just don't even understand why I didn't think of that before you. So I'm really mad about that. Right, right. And all all the times that you said it since that dude. Said it. Yeah, and I still ain't like, been like Lee Grizzly. 
right. Thank you, though, Derek, because I'm, I'm going to start saying that. All right. He says, what's good, my people? What's Nothing good, what's good? Much. But, if I get um, on Twitch, that's gonna be my uh, that's gonna be my Twitch name, just cause you uh, you put it out there. Right, he said. He says, you know, I'm quick with it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. But yeah, so um, <sighs> so how's life? Yeah, <laughs> life is um, life is lifing. Um, yeah, but um. It's all good, man. I, uh, you know, I guess because it's early in, in my stage of being fa- uh, uh, fatherhood, like you know, I'm just I'm just really enjoying um, my days at home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't really I don't let the outside world um, piss me off when I get in the, uh, get into these walls. Like I just yeah. be focusing on my little guy. But is he like three months now? Four. Four. Yep. Wow. Tom. Time goes by fast, yeah. Man, that's what I just said. And like, yeah. um, his last checkup, the, it was so funny because the doctor was like trying to tell us what he should be doing. But every time the doctor said, "Hey, right now he should be," and he was already doing it, he was like, "Oh, okay, so he's doing that." And then he should be hearing his voice. And then he just was like, blah, blah, blah. and I was, I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> He was like, well, he should be trying to roll over. And then he grabbed his feet and just started swinging them, bitch. Like, he was listening mm-hmm. like, nigga, I've been doing this. Right, right. You mean no? <laughs> Let me show you. Right. He was showing off. And then, like, the funniest part, um, he had to get his shots right. Um, so I'm playing with him. His mama playing with him. He get his first shots. He cry out. Of course, you know, my soft ass, when it comes to my son, my eyes instantly start watering. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, all right, we go through the shots. His mama pick him up. Do you know what this motherfucking bona fide thug did? <laughs> this nigga sit up. He looked at his mama. He was he was looking at his mama. His mama soothed him. And then he eyeballed the bitch that uh, gave him the shots. And his whole smile went off his face. He was like, hmm. And, like, he stared at her until she walked out the room like, you bitch-ass bitch. You, ass bitch. you no nipple having ass bitch. Like he was on that. I was dying. Like oh my god. Right, and she did it. It's yeah. her he boy. I said, damn, this nigga is so aware. He eyeballed that bitch until she left. Mm-hmm. Like you ain't gonna try to. You try that shit again, bitch. And it's your ass. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Oh, that is funny. But yeah, yeah, definitely cherish these moments because we mess around and the kid would be 16 years old talking about dad, let me get the keys. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm loving it because I, you know, eventually he going to irritate me. I'm going to be like, man, get the fuck out of my face. Right. <laughs> like, you know, everybody, I did it. I think every male did it unless you just one of the lucky ones, but you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to a certain age where we got real stupid. I think I got real stupid between the ages of 15 and 22. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, hope, hopefully we'll have um, positive, positive stories, positive mm-hmm. stories between those times for current. So, yeah. 
But yeah, are you ready to get into these topics? Let's get into these topics. We were just warming the car up, y'all. Now we about to yeah. uh, put it in drive. Right. Derek says I'm dealing with that now. So yeah. So he he's um experiencing the pain that we're discussing. <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, I, yeah. I know it because sometimes I, my, my mama used to look at me like, who the fuck is you? And I know that's yeah. going to come too. Well, I, my mom didn't deal with that with me because I was perfect. <laughs> it was yeah. Ashley. That was the terror. And that's that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> uh-huh. I, all I would say is this. Yeah, my, um, my sister did the same thing. My sister was perfect until my sister turned 18 and then my mom was like, who? The fuck raised you? Like, I'm grown now. And I do what the fuck I want to do. Right, right. Derek has 19, 17, and 15. Oh, man, you got a, a whole... I bet you cuss out people every day. You probably wake up to what the fuck you want. Right, right. Like, get out my face. Because you're already on bullshit. I can tell. Right. Just give me a minute. So, yeah. So let's get to these topics. Um, let's 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 uh, deal with something a bit serious. Um, Russell Simmons finally did his uh, first interview since all these um, sexual um, assault allegations came out, and of course he's refuting them. Every last one of them. Um, and he's claiming that's not the reason why he's in Bali. Um, he's pretty much pretty much saying that, yeah, he was a whore, a big time whore. Mm-hmm. And some of his words about his wholeness are coming back to bite him. But he's never been criminally charged. He hasn't been sued, even with the statute um, being extended. He still hasn't been sued. Um, And he thinks that, I mean, he thinks they're liars, basically. So um, what what were your thoughts when you were watching this interview? My thoughts with that is it's like, oh, man, okay. Uh, Russ still got enough money because he had uh, he got a lot of uh, PR work behind him with, with uh, the things he say. Um, mm. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to play the victim. I'm not going to say that, you know, uh, uh, these women, they're just trying to pay me uh, this. But I, at the same time, I am saying that, but I am calling myself a whore at the same Like, yeah, I was just a whore. I was just fucking hoes. I don't know what the fuck them hoes wanted to do. Like, shit, you know, the, the, the lady was like, you know, uh, the, the, the one lady that was like, uh, he, um, he like chased her down with nothing on but a condom and shit. He, in his mind, he like, nah, I was just being a hoe. That's what whole niggas do. I had more foursome than you think. Like, just because you got three bitches in the room don't mean all three bitches want to fuck you, though, my nigga. Right, they probably was just coming to get his uh food order. Yeah, it's like you know mm-hmm. you. It, it it was word judo. He used he used word judo. Mm-hmm. I'm not um, and this is allegedly because I'm not saying um Russell Simmons did anything, 
But what I am saying is he has a truth and some of those ladies have a truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is a weird situation. Um, cause when you look at it, um, cause he brought up Oprah and how there was going to be a documentary about it. And she was, um, he was saying that she said that she that the women weren't credible and that's the reason why she pulled out of it but um she said in an interview explaining why she pulled out of it that that wasn't the case so it's like i don't know what was the case in regards to her pulling out of the documentary but yeah I, I don't know. Like when it comes to matters of um, SA, mm -hmm. it's just, it's hard. It's hard because you want, you want to, you want to believe the victim, but then you don't 100% know if the victim is actually a victim. Right. Cause we, we, you know? we we've lived that as well. So it's like, right. it's, a, it's a very, um, it's a very like, thin line between like if, if have you really been essayed or is this a <laughs> excuse me is this a money grab <clears throat> right right but if that is true that he hasn't been sued then what is it you know right is it i mean how can it be a money grab if he hasn't been sued can he be sued overseas i don't know if he could be sued for, uh, from overseas I don't know either. I don't I, know how I, that. That's probably one of the reasons. Um, you know, he could, uh, like I said, he used a lot of words, you know, so he was like, he's not in Bali because of those charges. He's probably in Bali because he knows if he stays in America, he'll <coughs> start suing the shit out of him. Right. If you're not in Bali, then why, why don't you come over here? Because, like, the people had to go over there and do the interview. You know what I mean? So why don't you... Like, why don't you come over here for anything? You would think that if you don't come over here for nothing else, you would come over here for your kids' graduations. I'm not mm. coming over for my kids' graduation. Nigga, fuck that. That's the, that's the rat nigga in me talking. The, the, you know what I'm saying? The, the, <laughs> the nigga who, who if, I, if I possibly believed I'd done some shit, I'm not going back there. You got to be fucked up. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, if if that's not the reason for him to be in Bali, what is he avoiding in the U.S.? Like, if he can roam freely back and forth, like it's no big deal. You would think that if he don't come back at all for anything else, he would come back for that. You know what I mean? That's my point. So I'll be sitting there at the graduation, the motherfucker slap me with a goddamn subpoena. Exactly. I, I'm not going. Like, you know what I'm exactly. Like, that's what that's my point. Like I know, know I know that's you your know point. I'm just I'm just being an asshole. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> but yeah. Like you know, you know the block is hot. So Yeah, I am gonna sit my ass right up in Bali and um a thousand dollars seems like uh shit, a hundred thousand dollars, and I'm gonna have a good fucking time. Yeah, but I, I think like some of them were like maybe employees of his companies or something like that. The companies are still here. They still popping. So, yeah, so it's like, 
they would probably include them in the lawsuit. So they're like with them still being here. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on TV. Like, <laughs> so, but I, I, yeah, I, I listen. Um, if Russell Simmons did this, then Russell Simmons um, is uh, a coward of a man for not facing um, the things that he has to face. And he's also um, a, um, I don't want to disrespect Russell. <laughs> but he, like, if, if, these, if these allegations are true, Russell is a sucker butt ass nigga that know what I'm saying that, that thought money uh, made him untouchable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, that right there is foul. So, you know what I'm saying? Hey, everything should be uh, thrown against you as it should. Now, if this is accusations and these are lies, uh, then I hate that in this situation that we have to have conversations where we, um, where we're questioning why this man chooses to live a life of peace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and, and these type of, uh, these type of situations is hard. It's not, it's not cut and dry because it's, it's like you said, it's their version of the truth versus your version of the truth. And you have to decipher through yeah. what is closest to the actual truth, you know. Um, especially with it being so long ago and whatnot. So I don't know, I don't know. But this is the first time we've ever heard him talk about it, and I wonder why now because these allegations came out years ago years ago so i wonder why now is when he decided to talk because they probably are never going to be able to get him back in america again so they're never going to be able to charge him yeah i mean I, i i understand that but why but my thing is is that why why now why at this present moment are you deciding that today's the day that you are going to tell your tell your truth. That's what I'm saying. He, because he, he probably is untouchable at this point. This 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 been going on for years, and I don't know. Maybe you know what I'm saying. It takes a long time to get uh, citizenship down there. Now that he he could be a full blood citizen, and it's like I'm I'm, I'm untouchable now because I I don't have to be deported. I ain't got to do. I could be a bum in this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I ain't never going back there. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah. But I'm just saying, at this point, maybe it's just me. If it, cause, you know, I don't do closure or whatever. I'll yeah. walk away. Yeah. <laughs> so, at this, me at this point, I would have just been like, man, fuck it. And just gone on about my business. So... I just like I'm not about to shake the tree. Yeah, I think for him because he is an old. What is he like seventy? Close. Yeah, I think at this point he just like, hey, listen, this is what it is, and bam, 
I was this, I was that, I ain't there no more. I'm living in peace here. I ain't I don't even I don't even be wanting to fuck no more. So I ain't gonna touch nobody in Bali. I'm cool, y'all. Leave me alone, let me live in peace. I'ma say this because now I can't be touched. Like I said, if he's a citizen now, then there's no way they're gonna deport him. Like mm-hmm. won't be good. Yeah. So yeah. that was him. That was I guess that was him for me, my opinion. That was him putting it to bed for himself. I mean, that that can be true. That can be true. But yeah. But like I said, I would have just let the shit ride. <clears throat> y'all think what y'all want. I'm over here. Come get me. You can't because you're poor. But no. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what? I, uh, I, I can't wait to get some money because I'm going to just go to Bali just because. Yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to go me. next year. We'll see if it happens. I mean, if Russell was out there and then, right, these other niggas is moving to Wyoming. Yeah. If Russell can go out there and live great, man, I'm moving to Bali. I mean, she had Andre 3000. He goes everywhere. He lived in Japan, came back playing a fucking flute. Okay. And made it to the Billboard Top 200 uh, or 100. Yeah. Yeah. He did something right. Yeah. You know what, though? I, I uh, just watched the interview with him. He played everybody. Um, it is. I didn't know this, but it's actually, you know, professional flute players that have uh, fucking contracts with, um, uh, like, they, they're act. This is what they do professionally. And this nigga was jumping on these niggas' albums, but he was telling them to take the credit. Oh yeah. Yeah. He um, he was in an interview. He said he has been he has been sampled. Way like, you no, know I'm saying he's been sampled before for playing the flute, and he don't give a fuck about it. That was just him trying to figure out his craft. Oh wow! So he been playing every like this is just something that just came out of nowhere. And like, no, nah, this nigga been jumping on like famous people that play flutes. He's been jumping on that shit, and he's been telling them to just say it's them. Wow! Wow! He's dope. I'm just if, if if I made a living playing the flute and Andre three thousand said, "Listen, I'm gonna make two songs on your shit. They yours. I ain't even gonna charge you. Just don't mention my name. You think I ain't taking that shit? Uh, man, I'm taking it and running with it, nigga. And I can't wait for your album to come out so I can be like, dude, he was on my shit, <laughs> right? So I think it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, okay, we have totally went left, but yeah, we did, but it's cool because that but, was pretty dark. So. Yeah, that was. Yeah, <laughs> we let's jump back to it. Yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I ain't really too much more I can say about the whole Russell situation. Like, he did, he did his uh. He did his interview. I didn't really get too much from it outside of the norm that you would get from somebody being accused of something like this. It wasn't like they're going to be like, I did it. I'll do it again. Like, they wasn't going to do that. But he definitely um, just admitted to being a sexual deviant. Yeah, he he owned up without owning up. That's what I'm saying. He used a lot mm -hmm. of words. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he definitely did that. Um, yeah, and I don't see nothing else coming from it. I mean, he spoke his piece. The man that got nigga did an interview and had his legs crossed. He don't give a fuck, y'all. Yeah. He don't yeah. give a fuck. Right. <laughs> now, do you believe this whole, <clears throat> just veering left a little bit, do you believe this whole he broke? Nah. I think I said this on the last podcast. First of all, his broke and his tax bracket ain't all broke. So, no, he ain't broke. Plus, what you do not understand, a lot of people don't understand, is Russell Simmons been making money since the early motherfucking 80s. This nigga been known about offshore accounts, all sorts of shit that we don't know about. You think that nigga wasn't stashing money away? Right. And from a, yeah, his, his mind is of a hustler. This nigga started off selling fucking bum-ass cocaine that wasn't even cocaine The college student. He took a risk of getting his life took, you know what I'm saying, for fancy shoes and shit. You think this nigga ain't got no money put up? Yeah, and furthermore, your money goes way far in Bali. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, when he said that shit before, when the whole thing with him and his daughter, I was just like, broke in Bali? No. That's what I said. You go down there. If you go down to Bali, this is what I, because uh, I got a homegirl uh, that uh, I work with, actually, and her people from, like, over there, they, like, in the Philippines and shit like that. And she said, certain places down there, man, like, your money still, you know what I'm saying, your money still uh, triples. They, they don't, um, it don't even matter what they've been doing over there as far as, uh, you know, trying to change the currency over. Like, nah, the American dollar still is a lot over there. Like she said, like in Singapore, Bali, some spots in Philippines, like now you go down there with a thousand dollars, you're coming back home with like two hundred uh excuse me, with like uh seven hundred and thirty nine dollars. She was like, and you gonna have the best time of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is down there. <clears throat> yeah. So I just was like, Yeah, I don't, I don't know about all that. I don't know about that. Probably, he's probably below his comfort level, or he's probably not, his income probably has um, lowered, but him being broke, yeah, no. Nah. If that nigga went down there with $30,000, that nigga can die down there uh, a king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that's, um, that's Russell Simmons. Um, <clears throat> so next up is um, a question. So I came across this story online where this woman who is uh, single with no kids, she, <clears throat> she has a friend who has a child. And the child came to her and asked her if Santa existed. She told the kid no. And the kid believed her. Now her friend is mad. So the question was, do you feel it's appropriate for you to tell somebody else's kid if Santa existed or not? You want so, my 
Well, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, you go first. Okay. Um, I, I find it highly inappropriate. Mm. My thing is that if you're forced um, into a corner with a question like this, just say, I don't know, go ask your mama. It's so simple. You don't have, you're not lying to the kid. You're not pushing your... Um, you are lying to the kid talking about, <laughs> I don't know. No, it's a shrug. Like, yeah. Go ask your mama. It's a lie. Okay, well, take out the I don't know part. Go ask your mama. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's simple. It's to the point you're not forcing your thoughts or beliefs on somebody else's kid. And you're not taking away their um, their youth or their childhood or anything of the sort. Um, I, never, I never believed in it. But um, other people do, you know. And me as a kid, I would say it, but don't nobody believe no kid. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, me as an adult, I wouldn't tell no kid that. So, what what's your thought? My thoughts is, uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell your kid that shit. Listen, um, I grew up not celebrating holidays, so. Um, I um and I am uh Petty Murphy when it comes to uh holidays. So your kid better not ask me, does uh Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, uh uh, uh goddamn uh Jack o' Lantern, uh whoever the fuck uh it, it exists, cause I'm gonna be like motherfuck no that no. That's, and that's not fair. That's not that, fair. That how is that not fair? Listen because Parents, listen, you, you can, hold on, hold on, before, mm -hmm. hold on. You can enjoy the fantasy about things. Like, now, it is grown people that still go see Santa. They know Santa ain't real, but they still go there. You can enjoy the fantasy about something. But you it, it still has to be a real thing right there. It, it, it still has to be real. Like I'm going to always keep it real. Like I'm, yeah, my my son, yeah, I'm going to tell my son Santa don't exist. You know, I'm going to tell I, I'm going to tell my son why Santa don't exist because if I'm one of them crazy ass parents in my future that wants to buy everything for my son and not pay attention to everything else, I can't ask for Santa to pay this goddamn light bill about to get the fuck cut off. Well, that's not going to be on your son's Christmas list. So <laughs> I'm just saying it's not. But whatever the fuck, PS99, whatever the fuck comes out, where I pay that and then forget about the light bill, and now we wondering why you can't play this bitch for a week because we in this motherfucker eating ramen noodles out of can. Got like, what the fuck? They put ramen noodles in cans? I don't know. At this point, I'm just saying <laughs> things like that can happen. You know My thing is, the parents that, that, that put those fantasies up is also the parents that um put this fantasy up of, Mama or daddy got it when they really don't. Keep it 100 with your kids so you won't have to go through the trauma. Um, Sure, at a certain point, absolutely. But when your kid is a kid, though, you don't want to put like adult issues on their on your kid to have them worrying about some stuff, especially as black kids. Like black kids have to grow up earlier than any other demographic so is so with them it's like keep them as a kid as long as we can i you know understand that 
I understand that a hundred percent, but I'm not putting, uh, I'm not putting grown up issues uh, on my son when I sit there and tell my son, Hey, you can enjoy it. You can go sit, uh, sit on Santa's lap. You can do all that for the fantasy of what, um, nowadays what Christmas is. Cause it ain't about, uh, uh Jesus no more. Um, no. you can, you can enjoy that fantasy. But if you ask me, is he real? I'm going to be like, nah, because that's going to be a different nigga next year. Well, no, I mean, you can come up with a whole representative and shit like that. But, I mean, that's going down a rabbit hole. But <clears throat> I just I just feel like you shouldn't, you shouldn't rip the fantasy away so early. And especially when it's not your kid. Like... If it, if it's not your kid, let your let their let the kids' parents handle that. You know what I'm saying? Like however they however they want to parent their children is how they want to parent their children. How but, long them two uh, them two women known each other? I don't know. They didn't say. They didn't say. But she did. She did have to um, come back and put other tweets up because she said that she did apologize and they're still friends. <laughs> But because they killed her, they killed her on that. Yes, and they shouldn't have. Because if I if, if you've known me for five plus years, you already know this is the type of shit that's about to come out of my mouth. But maybe, maybe like the kid just came to her and and the parent didn't know that the kid was coming to her. You know, maybe, maybe the parent didn't even know that this was a question that they had, you know. The kid just randomly asked the question, which kids to do, you know? I, I just, I, I need to see the whole contents of how this conspired. Cause maybe it was one of those things where, like I said, shit, it was a situation. It'd be a situation where shit, one of the kids was talking about, they wanted this and wanted that. And, I, and mama was like, shit, um, I can't afford that. And she said that in front of the kid and the kid turned around and was like, auntie such and such. Is Santa Claus real? Like, because Mama is saying, "Bye, bye." I want to. I want to know what the context was of when, because it has to be all in how it was presented. But no matter the context, that wasn't her place, so she should have um, reverted back to the parent. And then, however, the parent wanted to handle it is how the parent wanted to handle it. I guess. I guess. Listen, for all my uh. My homies, my family members, they got children. If your kids ask me that, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna tell them the truth. I'm going to say your mama and your daddy paying for that. Santa's mm-hmm. not, Santa is um, something that you look at on TV and all that. And you have to, you have the fantasy of things like that can happen. Like, but it's just not real. God damn it. If, if, if this kid believes in Santa Claus, but uh, no, Jack Frost ain't real, nigga. They in the same fucking boat. They in the same multiverse. Goddamn it! Not the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, for real? Like, these are fantasy. I ain't saying you can't enjoy the fantasy. Enjoy the fantasy, but it's a fucking fantasy. But the fantasy is kind of like uh, it's not a fantasy no more when it's a kid. It's it's either you believe in it or you don't. Like something like that, you either believe in it or you don't. A hundred people could tell you Jesus don't exist when you were a kid. You gonna still believe in Jesus if your mama believe in Jesus? Yeah, cause you're not gonna believe nothing else. Exactly. So it, it, that, that and Jesus did exist. 
But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, the only thing I'm saying is this. Mama can say that. I mean, a uh, uh, friend can say that. Mama can turn around and say whatever, and then kids are going to believe mama. So it's uh, it's not a big deal. I don't understand. I I'm just one of those. I just don't understand why it's a big deal. Why would I get because the kid did I mean, believe her. The truth. The kid did believe her. The kid didn't believe the mama. Yeah, but uh, 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 if they got if they are if this was a heated argument and they're still friends, they didn't got back together because she had her the mother soothed everything over. Everything is all right. Just bitch, don't do that shit no more. All right, bitch, I'm cool. I ain't gonna say shit. And then going about our business. Mm-hmm. That is, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been seeing like all kinds of weird, uh, crazy uh, questions or stories online this past week. It's been a it's been a week of stories. Now, yeah, to get off of Santa Claus, but um, ho ho hoes. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> I said that. But <laughs> I saw this story where um this girl's cousin um unalived herself and the family um has to beat up the body because they don't want that to spread to the family. And her, she said her mama had to do it and her mama was shaking. Like her mama had to do it the next day and she was shaking. What? What tradition did they do? So I got the reading in the comments and they said it was like um, East and South African. It was of their belief that um, that type of spirit can continue on if you don't beat up the body. Wow. So you, yeah. So you mean to tell me I gotta go to my funeral with a busted lip, a black eye, you know, like cuts on my face and all that? Like that's crazy. That is crazy. And like it was so many people that was just like. Um, that's illegal, and that's um messing with a corpse is illegal, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, well, maybe they're not in America. Maybe they're not, and even if they was, if if they can put it in, and that's their religious beliefs, it ain't nothing that nobody could do about it. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I thought that was like wow. I thought that yeah. I mean, and then a lot of people was in the comments saying, um, well, shoot, y'all probably be the reason why she unalived herself, doing stuff like that. I was like, damn. Shots fired. Man, like, yeah, tradition is tradition, man. If you don't like it, you just defunct. Yeah, but shoot, at that point, what can you do? Because it's like, you're already gone. So you can't be like, I denounced the tradition. But like you don't even get to get that far. It was it, it was undertones of a lot. Mm-hmm. Probably trauma from from uh, tradition, and then it was like whatever was going on in her real life that she just felt like it was just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, agree. But I thought I thought that was like, whoa, I've I've never heard of such thing. But yeah, but yeah, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight. Nah, that was just a wild ass fucking left. Yeah. <laughs> I left was dark and rainy. Yeah, yeah. Sounded like this might be a dark episode. <sighs> so, but we're gonna liven it up before the end. Um so next up uh Cameron versus Melissa Ford. So <laughs> so um yeah Melissa Ford uh, if nobody knows that name or whatever she was um one of the top video vixens from back in the day and um she is currently on the Joe Budden podcast. She was at one point on um Hollywood Unlocked podcast but um but yeah, so um and then Cameron and um Mace have a podcast as well called It Is What It Is. It's mainly about sports, but mm-hmm. they also go into telling stories. Um and uh the Joe Black podcast, you know, is um it's a cultural, it's a cultural um, podcast where they talk, they talk mainly about music, but then they talk about other stuff too. So, um, on Cameron and Mace's podcast, they told a ridiculous story about when they were in a whorehouse one time and they took a girl out of the whorehouse and I guess they ran a train on her. Um, the story was ridiculous. But um, apparently it happened. So they talked about it on the Joe Button podcast. I mean, to be fair, um, any story that involves a train, it's going to be ridiculous. True. True. So um, on the uh, on the Joe Button podcast, they talked about how um, on the other podcast, they mentioned this story or whatnot, because this story got a lot of traction, you know, I saw it on the blog when I saw it, so um while they're talking about this podcast Melissa Ford um, um she brings up um a possibility if you will that there may have been underage women in this house and before she actually said it joe called him on and was just like you know i don't like where you're where you're going with this yeah and so the other uh co-host was just like oh what do you mean i don't know what you're talking about so um she went on ahead and said it Literally, everybody in the room was like, get the fuck out of here, dog. Like, what are you doing at this point? You know? So, um, that got back to, that got back to Cameron. And Cameron was um, upset. Rightfully so, you know? He was upset. Start talking about <laughs> he gonna get her up out the country because Melissa Ford is originally from Canada. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about how he gonna get her up out the country. He got people in ice and all this type of stuff. Cameron is funny. He's always been funny. Mm-hmm. So um, 
So yeah, so he, but he he was not he was not laughing. He's that type of funny that the shit he say is hilarious, but he say it with a straight face. Um, and so it got back to Melissa, of course. Um, and on their next episode, she apologized. Um, it, it seemed genuine or whatever. Um, but she did get a lot of backlash outside of Cameron, um, saying what he said. So then Cameron comes back and says, fuck your apology. Which he doesn't have to accept her apology. That's his right, you know. Then he did another video um, talking about the shit and then coming after um, Joe Button because he was just like, y'all stuff is pre-recorded. Like, why would you keep that in? You know, so Joe Button came back and he said, um, you know, basically in so many words, Melissa's good. We got her back. And we did ask her if she wanted to keep it in or take it out. And she said, keep it in. So that's where we're at at this point. Um, what are your thoughts about this situation? My thoughts about this situation is um, Melissa Ford. What the fuck? Who the fuck hurt you in the industry where even shit like that would slip out of your mouth? And I'm not saying um, like slip out like you shouldn't say things. But when things when you can't validate nothing. What the fuck are you talking about that shit for? Yeah. Like that shit didn't have nothing to do with you. Like Melissa, like, like just keep it 100. That, that it wasn't in your circle. You wasn't even around back then. Like that is something you shouldn't even be talking about. And then for the simple fact of, he said 1992, that would have made him around 15, 16 years old. Yeah. That's, I'm sorry. That's another thing that he said too. He was like, we were underage. I just turned 16 in one of his replies. And he so was like, like anybody, I was underage, you know? Yeah, so case in point, if it did happen, they were all underage. Mm -hmm. They were all at a place that they shouldn't have fucking been. Why are you trying to um why are you trying to crucify these two niggas for telling a story? Like, I just don't understand it, especially a story that you wasn't involved in. It would be a big difference if she would have been like, yeah, I remember that night and such and such. And then the person that they took out was underage and I was upset. That ain't what the fuck happened to you, bitch. Mm -hmm. You probably was still in Canada when that shit went down. Yeah, you were still in Canada. Come mm -hmm. on, man. Listen. I get it. You, um. You, you you wanted to, like, try to be that kind and be on women's side or whatever the fuck they be doing nowadays. But that was unwarranted and unvalidated. Unvalid uh, like, mm -hmm. you didn't have no right to do that. That's, it, it just one time. That's why um, when uh, some uh, uh, toxic men or y'all call, quote, unquote, toxic men, when they say, hey, man, you uh, stop saying you believe all women, sometimes you got to. But that ain't, I'm just saying, some motherfuckers just jump off the fucking bridge. And that bitch jumped off the bridge with that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that was some straight bullshit that she did. Um, and it, it's like, it's like you're talking about a possibility. Like, and the possibilities can be endless. Like, it's possible it could have been men there. It's possible that it could have been police there. It's possible 
like all like you can't talk about the possibility like especially when you're talking about something like that you can't throw shit out there and then just say i'm not gonna land a plane like no yeah what? what are you talking about lady like you cannot do stuff like that it was like it, no it, it just seemed like she just wanted something to say provocative and it completely backfired it was no man that shit. Like, at this point, like, are you being puppeteered to what the fuck is going on nowadays? You say that shit on a podcast and then nobody address it or say anything. And then a year later, some Looney Tune ass uh, lady from, from the Bronx be like, yeah, I was that 14 year old girl that they ran a train on. Don't nobody remember shit from back then? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, like that, that was complete. That was completely uncalled for. Now you could have disagreed with the um, story. You could have thought it was in poor taste. You could have thought you could have thought all kinds of shit, you know. But to insinuate something that you have no basis behind was insane, insane. And again, we're talking about them being, and them themselves are underage. Under age. If we're talking was, about age, you know, it was a bunch of kids fucking each other. Okay, that shit happens. Boohoo, suck it up. And unfortunately, it's not stopping no time soon. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was just that was crazy. So yeah, so they're in the middle of a back and forth right now. Um, and and like I said, I'm not mad at Cameron. Like Cameron can you know. Say whatever he wants, cause that that went completely left. It took a left that didn't need to be taken. So whatever whatever she get is what she get. You know whatever tongue lashing he um he unleashes on her. Hey, you open yourself up for that. Yeah. At this point, instead of uh being the go to uh person that they jerk around on the Joe uh Joe Button podcast, you're gonna be one of them people that they can't wait for you to say something stupid. Everybody gonna talk about that shit now. Mm-hmm. You fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. You fucked up. Now you gotta watch your words very fucking closely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that was just that was too far. That was way too far. Way too far. Like when when you're doing because we're we're doing it as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, there is a level of responsibility for what you do, you know, when you're when you're doing podcasts. You can get on here and you can say you can say a bunch of outlandish shit, you can say shit that go viral, you can, you know, say all kinds of stuff, but there is a level of responsibility that you hold when you're putting out um information. Because a lot of times People look to podcasts, especially like like this podcast, for instance, because we go over, um, you know, trending topics and stuff. So a lot of people may look to us about some stuff that they don't even know existed, you know. So it's like a level of responsibility that we have to make sure that we put out the most accurate information as possible. So in so to say something like that was just completely irresponsible. 
Because motherfuckers could have ran with that shit. And, and they have, like, Joe Budden's, like, one of the top uh, podcasts out there. You know what I'm saying? There, I'm sure there's a lot of people that probably go to them for information. You know? And they could they could take that shit and run with it. Yeah. Oh, well, I heard on the Joe Budden podcast that, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can't do that. You know? Like, and nobody's saying that you got to be a reporter or a journalist, but again, there is a level of responsibility that you hold when you do get into this realm of podcasting, you know? So that was just completely irresponsible. Just to throw. And then you just threw that shit out there. Yeah. Like, I, I know, I'm just one of those people that feel like, you know, cause I've made plenty of mistakes on this podcast and I've apologized for certain things. Um, that I've said, but um, I wouldn't throwing shots in the dark though, my nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> wouldn't fucking throwing shots in the dark. Like right. I was suggesting some shit that I you know what I'm saying that I heard, and then when I get something wrong, um, I corrected that shit. Or if I just say something wrong, because I, I remember one episode where um, I went to say uh, E40's uh, son, who was a DJ, dresses like MF Doom, but I said he's MF Doom. I had to turn around and say, hey. I, and I, that's not what I was saying. I had to double back on that because MF Doom is a whole different other character. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like certain things you got to like, it's not a, I, again, it's not a shot in the dark. What you did was a shot in the dark. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are you like a puppet for, uh, for, for what the fuck is going on in the masses? Yeah, right. Right. It was just like, what was, what was the point? What What's your agenda? Like, What's the basis of this? You know what I'm saying? She was just like, oh, well, I was watching certain things. Okay, you can watch all that shit all day and all day and all night. But you're trying to equate that to this story, and that's not the case. Like everything ain't the same. Like, yeah, two things can be true. They can most definitely have underage people working in whorehouses. Yeah. And they can most definitely not have people or young people working in this whorehouse. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 what so are we talking can about? be true, right. Like, nobody said anything, anything about that. Man, I, I would have went leg of the Ozarks on Melissa Ford if I was on that podcast. I'd have turned around and said, you don't know shit about fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> where are you going with this? Right, right. And just don't, and then you just drop that nugget and just back up. Like, no, no, honey, no. You got to finish a thought. You got, you got to figure this out. Like, you that's can't. You, that's that makes that makes matters even worse. Could you imagine she dropping that, dropping that nugget, and then ten people come out talking about how. They worked in whorehouses underage. Yeah. And now it's like a whole movement that, again, doesn't have shit to do with Cameron or Maze. You know what I mean? But because you were talking about them, people are going to equate the two. Yep, now, it's going to go all into it. Like, when she right. said that, I, I, I felt that I needed to tell my story. And then right. I felt like I needed to tell my story too. And then they'll be going right back to the, the, the um what Melissa Ford was talking about. She was talking about um a conversation that Mason Cameron had, and now y'all thrown under the bus of fucking young girls when y'all were children. 
Right. 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 So, yeah, you just, you just, it's podcast responsibility. Just got to be, you just got to be responsible. Yeah. She can't say that. Yeah. As soon as she make a mistake, boy, they, but I'm talking about the internet is going to always fire her ass. She gonna, it's going to go right back to what she was always trying to avoid, being the dumb girl with a nice body. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's been fighting for so long not to be that person. And you turn around and make this mistake. You made this dumbass decision. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So that's um, Cameron and uh, Melissa Ford. So, um, last topic is <clears throat> we finally have Nicki Minaj's Pink Friday 2. And I know that you were waiting on pins and needles for this to drop. <laughs> you know, I couldn't I couldn't wait. I was I was elated. Yes. So um so yeah, so uh did you see the whole gag city concept? No. Okay, so let, let me back up a couple of days. So apparently, um Nicki Minaj had tweeted, like, once y'all hear Pink Friday 2, it's going to take y'all to Gag City. And the Barbs made a whole virtual city that kind of looks like the Wizard of Oz, but futuristic and pink. And they were talking about how people are going, they're riding a train, they're riding planes, who's showing up, all types of... um all types of um, 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 companies got storefronts there. Like there was an Apple storefront. There was a Fenty Beauty storefront. Like all these, like it's a whole city now. I thought that was so freaking creative. Like mm-hmm. Gag City, the hashtag Gag City was trending. Um, like I want to say like top five. Like it was so dope. It was it was so dope. So they did that um like a couple of days before the um the album dropped. So then um then the album dropped. The album dropped um eleven o'clock our time. And I am um I am happy. I I am happy with what I've been hearing. Um, I listened to the album last night, and um, it it sounds great. It sounds great to me. Um, I have seen, because, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit before we went live, and I have seen mixed reviews. Um, some people have said that she shouldn't have named it Pink Friday, too. Um, but I understand. Like, with the way that this is sounding, I understand. Now, um... My favorite Nicki Minaj album is The Pink Print. And The Pink Print and Pink Friday sound like two different artists. But you can just tell her growth and progression by the time that she got to um, The Pink Print, right? So, I feel like... I mean, Queen, I wasn't really a big fan of. I actually forgot about it. 
but um yeah like i feel like her progression is still continuing on and but it has the essence of pink friday but it has the growth that she has done thus far and that just shows like a dope ass artist to me you know what i'm saying like and then i i tweeted a couple things about it one of them being like we ain't never gonna get no cardi b album if nikki is putting out shit like this because you know that's a big insecurity for cardi is putting out a second album i'm like she she can't hold a candle to no shit like this there's no way but yeah but prank friday too i am i am pleased with it i'm very pleased with it um what are your initial thoughts on it um like i said i reviewed the album and um like i said out of the tracks she got about 17 real uh real 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 nice slaps real um real bangers uh Nicki minaj is Nicki minaj i just don't understand why uh you know like I get mixed reviews. People uh, say, you know, say what they want to say, but like I don't understand why people don't really realize like Nicki Minaj is uh probably the last one of the last of a dying breed of actual uh female MCs that actually give you a bar bar, like not like something that you can clap your ass to, like something to make you be like, damn that bitch cold. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like, man, you gotta, you gotta respect the artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we just live in a society now that we know everybody's uh, fucking uh, ins and outs and everything. Where nobody really respects the artist no more. They just expect them to be perfect, and when they not, they don't pay them the respect they supposed to uh, get paid. But um, I got news uh, for y'all, people. Um, the greatest R&B singer in the world was uh, Marvin Gaye, and that nigga was addicted to crack cocaine. So y'all gotta uh, really, uh, y'all really gotta just re- understand that the lyrics that she give y'all is better than almost everybody's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can agree, and she she's spitting on this mother. She talking some real shit. You know what I mean? Um, what is your what is your top track? My top track? Ooh. Let me go back to it because, uh, like I told you earlier, it was a couple of tracks that I doubled back on because that shit was hard. So I got I, I need to go back and look at the uh look at these tracks. My top, I'm gonna say my top that I'm gonna listen to that I double backed on was uh beat beat. Um, but what I will say is, um, what a lot of artists don't give you is their her first track is a bomb, like her first track was really really dope, like because it was um, it. It almost sounded like she was gonna give you a soft side, but she gave, but she didn't. She gave you a real, real version of some shit, and so, um, like, beep beep is my shit. But like that, that, that the first song, like I told you earlier before we did the show, like the first song had me like, 
Now I'm about to listen to this whole motherfucker for real. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know yeah. if nothing. I was like, I'm about to skip this shit. Yeah, you know, when um she does pretty good with the first song. Cause on the pink print, it was all things go. And she be she be talking on that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? She be she be she be talking some real shit on that motherfucker, you know. Yeah, um let's see. Uh my favorite, um, of course, is Barbie Dangerous. <laughs> For obvious reasons. But um, if it wasn't for me being completely biased, it would probably be R&B. Okay. R&B yeah. is a banger. Yeah. Yeah. R&B is a banger. Yeah. So Beckerman is watching. He says, um, I agree with Lily. What did, did uh, we should uh, start a... Uh separating the artist from uh from the person or do you agree that Nicki Minaj had a solid fucking album cuz i know you don't listen to rappers my dude <laughs> right cuz i'm like you just said a lot <laughs> yeah like <laughs> listen, listen just cuz he's here so i can tell this without um without it any of uh, being any bias he doesn't li- listen to rappers so much he equated like hey you know, there's artists, and those artists have different crafts. And then it's rappers. You know, rappers do their thing, but rappers call themselves artists. So why can't they know what I mean? like, uh, it, it, it should be uh, rappers. And I was like, yeah. no. No, yeah, like, no, that is way too close to rapists. And he knows, <laughs> but he's just like, be rap. Like, um, how we started the whole story was a whole thing with Common. Like, this nigga actually got to meet Common. Um, my man that uh, we talking about right now, he has met so many people in his life. I just don't even understand how I met him um, because he knows, he, he has met and talked to and been around and got people in his phone that you would not believe. Oh, yeah. You are not a troll, man. <laughs> like, no, this, this, listen, every day when I talk to him, every day he gives me a, another picture of a celebrity with him, like, really cheesing it up and being that kind. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, he's known so many. He has a story. I would even have to have him on the podcast so he can st- tell you this story about. Yeah. Um, how he got robbed by Flavor Flav. And it, I actually had to look it up. And it's a very true story. Wait, he got robbed by yep. Flavor Flav? He got robbed by Flavor Flav. Oh, wow. Like, within like the last 20 years or back in the day? Yes. Within the last 20 years. When he was, uh, I guess, right after his whole um, reality TV show uh, thing. Oh yeah, I definitely need that story. I need that story. Cause like you can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing about Flavor Flav. Listen, he has a story that is going to not only is it going to crack you the fuck up, it is going it, it is a double whammy that is so crazy. Like, like you know how M night uh M Night Shallahan has those 
plot twist. Mm-hmm. It ends up being a plot twist on what happens to him. That shit is wild. Oh, wow. He said, I did meet Common the actor. Common so he only met the actor, actor, not the rapper. The rapist. Or the rapper. <laughs> rapist. He said, so, all right, whatever. Common the rapist. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> You know, I'm probably I think I've said this before on here. I don't think Common's that good of an actor. Beckerman thinks he's a hell of an actor. No, he has one tone and he stays in that tone. He doesn't raise his voice, he doesn't lower his voice. He has one emotion and that's it. And he's a whore. Like the same, he gives the same energy that Lori Harvey gives, but everybody gives Lori Harvey um, issues, but nobody says anything about Common. Mm-mm. And I don't hate Common. It may I say like I, it may sound like I'm hating on him, but I don't hate him. Um, Derek says great show as always. Salute, thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hold on. But hold on, Ruby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you are just now listening, um, we are currently speaking about Nicki Minaj's new album, Pink Friday 2. And, um, you know, jump in the comments and let us know um, what your best um, what your best Nicki Minaj song on the album is thus far. Um, it just came out today. So um, I know some people like to, you know, sit with it and whatnot so these are our initial reactions so it'll be pretty cool to kind of come back and revisit um maybe our answers will change maybe they won't but um i you know i said that i like uh barbie dangerous um barbie dangerous (laughs) is a um she sampled um notorious thugs so if anybody knows me knows that yeah of course i would gravitate to barbie dangerous but she did it in a great she did it in a great way so and i did read the credits everybody is getting credited as a writer um biggie uh stevie j busy crazy and lazy they're all they're all credited as writers on the song so yeah i i I just knew bob uh barbie dangerous was gonna be your shit yeah, right. right. I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, right. So she had several songs that uh, that were trending last night. And then the song Blessings um, with Tasha Cobbs. Um, Tasha Cobbs was trending last night as well. So um, that was actually surprising the- to me on that uh, album. She's done. She she's featured on another gospel artist's song before, so I wasn't I wasn't too surprised. So yeah, I, I was. But, I, ain't gonna, I was listening to that. Show. I was like, "Nigga, is this a gospel song?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's featured on a um on a gospel song before. So, um, but yeah. But yeah, it was it was dope. Um so what's your what's your least favorite? That uh cowgirl shit. That shit is not me. 
No, <laughs> um, the only song that I like, I listened to the first verse and half of the uh, half of the the verse, and I was like, "Nah, I'm gone." Um, my least favorite shouldn't have been on. Um, shouldn't have been on the album, but it was super freaky, girl. I'm not a fan of that song. Like if, like I said before, we started filming. If the DJ plays it, I'm not gonna be like kill the DJ. But in the same breath, I'm not playing that shit. It was just some song. I I, I get it because it was like some of them songs. I think Nicki should have left off and just made singles. Like um, <laughs> you got 22 tracks. You could have had you 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 really could have had 17 tracks and been fine. Yeah, nothing would have been wrong with that. Um, what song surprised you? The song that really surprised me was "Memory." Uh, the last song, uh, "Just Memories." Just the memories. Okay. Just the memories. Yeah. Um, because that gave you it gave you a glimpse of uh, every like uh, a brief little segment of everything that Nikki been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I was like, um, Damn, that's, "That's dope to still have the prowess of putting that in the in lyrical form." Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, the song that surprised me was Nicki Hendrix. That is such a vibe, and when I saw Future's name, I was just like, "Oh God!" I don't know why, but. I just went in the building for both of them together. Just I was just sweating, and I liked them both. But then it started playing, and I was just like, "Here we go." But as the song progressed, I was like, "I like this song." And by the end, I was tweeting, "This is such a vibe." Like I don't understand why you had so much ill resolves over it. I don't either, but that's how I felt. I was just like, uh. but yeah, yeah. My apologies, because <laughs> I really like Future Hen- or not Future, but um, Nicki Hendrix. Yeah, so. uh, you know what song was like? It was uh, it was good, but it was man to me. What the song with her and Drake? I thought that was cute. It was, it was like yeah. it was an island vibe. Yeah. Like I can definitely see myself on the beach, not getting in the water, but on the beach drinking a pina colada with my shades on, listening to that song. And my um, big ass hat. I have a huge, huge head. And I will wear it. I think Drake is a phenomenal artist. I think he is a great entertainer. I, I don't put nothing past Drake not to do. But I'm so tired of Drake giving you the fucking um, island vibe when this nigga is from the winter tundra of Canada. I'm so fucking tired of it. So well, tired. you know, he gave us the winter, he gave us the winter shit and we ain't fuck with it. I did. Dude, remember on the first podcast when I used to have y'all do music reviews? Mm-hmm. 
And one of the songs was a Drake song, which was a winter vibe. Cause they was like somewhere skiing and shit in the video, and y'all was not fucking with that song. <laughs> if it was, was probably, if, 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 it was if it was Drake trying to like you know be uh have a be uh be in a party vibe like that, then yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't feel in that. But like when he gives you that that uh uh like. Sitting there in his own thoughts type of flow, like yeah, that winter vibe, I fucks with. So you fucks with the I'm I'm in the living room in front of the fireplace drinking hot cocoa with a sweater on and a turtleneck, and I'm just mm-hmm. going over shit that's wrong in my life. Right, and I'm going over Keisha. I miss <laughs> Keisha. She used to make me pizza, but now I don't even see her. Like damn, like I'd be like, oh, that's whole. <laughs> I'm fucking with that because that, that, that I'm like okay Canada ass nigga that would that, yeah. I, that I, I, I see, that's your vibe yeah like that that's that's um that's realistic yeah yeah but it's also Rick don't steal them bars either nigga <laughs> right <laughs> but I mean you know Canada niggas go to the island sometimes. They do, but I mean, it's, it's you name music for the island too. I, I, you do, and I get it. But I'm just saying, at this point in my life, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, come on, like, okay, it was uh, like every now and then you do it, like you know, like the greatest of all time, Michael Jackson, to give you that, you know, but he wouldn't always try to give you that. Like he ain't jumping on everybody that's doing that. He ain't doing. I, I did it once. I ain't got to do it no more. Yeah. You know, I want to give you some. I want to give you some shit that make you really relate to me. Yeah, yeah. Like I like when I like when Drake give you that shit that you can relate to him because he actually is vulnerable at that point. And a lot of people don't. Uh, that's why I say he's uh, a real great entertainer because a lot of people um, will not say this, but they they want to be in the sp- in, in the same spin of Drake where they can actually be vulnerable on the track. Yeah. And I think that I think that's what was so dope with um with Drake because he was so vulnerable on the track and then we come to find out the shit was true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now he on some other shit and I can't relate. Like this last album he put out, I was just like I I don't even know if I finished listening to that. It's 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 him adapting to the culture, but um what Drake mm-hmm. fails to realize is you don't have to adapt to the culture because you are a part of the creation of this culture. Right, right. And Nikki the same way. So to bring it back. Um, Nikki's the same way, but she did it right. Cause everybody, as soon as I heard that song, I was like, Oh, this is TikTok yeah. all day. You know what I'm saying? But she did it right. Like Drake ain't doing it right. He's not adapting well. You know what I mean? So but and that's another one I love too. Everybody is hard. Everybody is hard. And even though you know I love Uzi, at one point I used to play the hell out of Uzi. But I don't even think he's needed on the song. He barely on it for one, and he come in late. And I'm like, he she wasn't needed. But it was, it was a good it was a good addition, don't get me wrong, but she she honestly could have did it by herself, and I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, and I, when I tell you, I used to love me some Uzi. I used to love me some Uzi. I still, I still do, but I don't listen to him as much as I used to back in the day. So, yeah, I, um, I listen to a couple of Uzi tracks, like, and I, I like his young shit better. And I, I hate to say mm-hmm. it like that because it just, it just almost sounds like an oxymoron because you're supposed to like, you know, elevate. You know what I'm saying? But some stuff I just can't get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. Like Uzi is a acquired taste. Um, he had this one mixtape that I used to really play on repeat. Um, let's see. It was um, what is this one? Yeah, um, little Uzi Vert versus the world. Hmm. That's the one that had the song. Uh, you was right and I was wrong. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, my favorite Uzi, my favorite Uzi song is on that album. But <clears throat> yeah, I used to play the hell out of him back in the day. But of course, he had like the biggest song. Um, even Beyonce was dancing to it. Um, I just want to rock. So. It kind of gave that vibe with the dancing. You think so? Like I, I just really thought the motherfucker was really hard, and then with uh, him putting it on there, okay, I guess. Like thinking about it now, it's like okay, now I see what you're talking about. Because at first I was just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those beats where he just sounds like he can get on. Uh, because I don't know. This is me. This is just my opinion. This ain't nobody else's opinion. It's like. Um, unless it's one of those beats that like really, really is a, uh, uh, like a TikTok song, something like that, you know, and that type of rhythm. Mm-hmm. Other than that, man, I don't, I don't see, I, I, I don't see Uzi um, doing good in, anywhere else uh, at this point right now. And I think I just want to rock um, uh, did me like that because it was like I didn't get anything that was uh anything that was uh, actually like lyrical from that. Like, and you could have did it. You could have put some shit in, in, in that song, but it was just like yeah. a rock. It was like uh, a, a rave song. Yeah. It's that Jersey, um, what do they call it? What do they call that subgenre? It's, jer- it's, it's a, it originated in Jersey, but it's, um, let me see. Jersey Club, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's a um, it's a Jersey Club beat. Yeah, they can leave that shit in Jersey. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect, because you know, it was a. It I was, like it. It was a good TikTok song and all that shit. But then the Achilles heel of that is I remember when Philadelphia said nigga that's what they was riding out to instead of fucking uh, uh, dreams and nightmares and you seen what happened to them what happened to them they lost the fucking Super Bowl oh well they wasn't gonna win regardless but you don't don't say that (laughs) I mean it's kind of inevitable yeah, sure. You like 
I I will put Meek Mill and or Little Uzi Bird up against Tech Nine any day. My money will always be on Tech Nine. So yeah, I'm good. I I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. So no, yeah, we're not gonna go down that road. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna go down that road. But it is something about them winning Super Bowls and then the whole world singing Red Kingdom. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that I I was like I like nigga I was excited like nigga this that, like I was tech like nigga that shit was everywhere like they was playing it mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Like, oh shit! Like I could imagine how that nigga felt. Right. Okay. Like I have uh, finally arrived at the. Oh I mean, yeah, at the I'm like <laughs> come on man at the always being the fucking. Monster lyricist that I am, I am finally getting recognized for some shit that I didn't even think about. Right, right. I'm sure that was a freestyle. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about this. Right, this ain't none of the shit that I really give y'all. Right, and he got like what two, three songs about the cheese. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And the one that go hard is the one about Gates. That's the killer part. That's the one that go hard, but hey, Red Kingdom. Here we go. Red Kingdom. <laughs> Red Kingdom. I'm, you know it's so crazy because it's like <laughs> it's so funny. The person that Tech Nine is because Tech Nine is a, a, a really great dude, like real shit. That's a really great dude. But for the fact yeah. that you know the uh, the undertones of that is so gang related, that shit goes over so many people's heads. It went over mine because I didn't know that shit. Oh, no, this nigga, this nigga Tech Nine is a real ass blood though. Yeah. Like no real shit. Like did that was not on my bingo card for 2023. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for the like the Chiefs wearing red and all that, mm. I believe Tech would have made a song called Red Kingdom. Still, right? Still. Like, yeah. real shit, like, Tech is, like, really affiliated, like, you know what I'm saying? And it ain't no disrespect and no downplay to that man. That's the utmost respect to him because he affi- he he, affi- um, he uh, got to affiliate himself with um uh that uh, that culture, but he uh, not only did he affiliate himself with that culture, like, he's, like, he's one of the people that is, is, is really changing what people think about that culture. Because mm. Tech okay. ain't Tech ain't that dummy out here. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I just give I I I give tech the most respect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just had a conversation about tech um with D Hero a couple of days ago. And, um I forgot how it started, but um we ended up talking about Planet Rock, and I was just like, yeah, well, yeah, Planet Rock was a big deal back when black people listened to tech. <laughs> I was like, you know, black people ain't featuring him nowadays. You know what? I, 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 um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to intervene there and say, in this city, because tech do a lot of features. Mm-hmm. Tech be everywhere. Tech is around. Yeah. You really have to understand that Tech um, got a lot of respect and a lot of pull in the industry um, by that Wayne shout out. 
Oh yeah, yeah. We talked about that because he just heard that um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, when he sh- when Wayne shouted him out, and Tech yeah. used to go see him in prison, and then uh, Tech had one of his intros, which was one of his top intro. If you're gonna do uh, yeah. Wayne intros, that was one of his top intros. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like you forget that um, that intro also got Bumby and, and Andre three thousand on it because you don't even give a fuck. Right, because Tech just put so much of an impact on that intro. And it's just so wild that, like, Duran just heard that intro a couple weeks ago. So, but, yeah. Fuck, that's, that, that's why you got to respect Tech. Tech has made yeah. Tech made a song where he single-handedly beat the shit out of Andre fucking 3000. Mm-hmm. And Bum B. And bum fucking B. Yeah. Lyrically, he beat mm-hmm. these niggas to a pulp. Yeah. And they were okay with it. <laughs> they that's were okay. the nigga from around the way, y'all. Like, that's yeah. the nigga from around the way. Y'all still don't respect him? Yeah. I don't think it's about respect. I think everybody respects Tech Nine. Um, I just... We, I'm just like I'm looking at his core fan base. It's not black people, and it was at one point. I don't know That's where it life. changed, but it did change. Like, let's just be real about it. Like, it changed at one point. Yeah, it, it did, and that's they lost because it ain't his. Well, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like. Tech was really trying to chase the mainstream um, um, notoriety, you know, with his music. And once he finally got comfortable and said that, you know, I'm going to embrace this underground is when he became a beast. Like as far as like the, the, um, the business aspect in him and how he became a um you know a big a big superstar in the underground scene you know what i mean yeah because i just really felt like he was just really trying to change trying to chase that mainstream but mainstream and the big record labels really didn't know what to do with him you know what i'm saying because like his major his major label um, releases were um, Angelic and Absolute Power. And Angelic is a classic. Man. Like, I don't think he has nothing better than Angelic. Angelic. And then I have to take it to, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, chiller. Killer. Killer, I mean. When I say mm-hmm. Chiller, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I had K in my head and I still said Chiller. Um, Angelic and the Killer album, two of the most phenomenal albums, not only uh, when they came out, but like, period. Yeah. Now, and this is this is funny about the Killer album. He did a he did an interview with Jason Whitlock for the pitch. I read that whole entire interview and bought the album on the strength of that interview. Mm. Cause I at that point I had been done buying Tech Nine albums. Like he cool, I like him, but I hadn't bought a Tech Nine album in years. 
But when when Keller came out, he did that interview. I was like, let me go get this album. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, Tech was Tech's phenomenal. Like Tech's a uh Tech's a real dope MC, man. I actually um I um actually am blessed to actually um have memories of being in the studio with him. And so yeah, I, I actually um I, I I like how dude moves. Um and like I, I just think he's phenomenal. Like I was like, ooh mm-hmm. shit, like even back then I was like, man, this nigga is like Dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I met him. Um, my first job was at Worlds of Fun. And I worked at Mummy's Yummies, which is um, a concession stand right before you get on Ferry Out and Out. It ain't even called Mummy's Yummies no more. It's some bullshit. But anyway. So it was like one Saturday. And it was like a million people in line. And I look up. And I see several people behind and it's this dude with this hair and a Chiefs jersey on. And I'm looking and I'm like, that's Tech Nine. And this is when he was still with his wife or whatever. So she was with him. And so I'm like hurrying up the people getting through the line, getting through the line, right? And so once he once he um finally was up and I um like I was helping him or whatever. I was just like, oh, I'm a fan, this and the third. Because I was I was a big fan back then. And um, everybody that I worked with, they ended up coming over to my lane. And I was just like, can I have your autograph? And he was like, yeah, he was like super nice. Um, he, I got his autograph. Everybody else got their got they autographs from him and stuff like that. Nobody was complaining in the other lanes, you know, why, like, oh, why are y'all not helping us? And, you know, nobody did none of that. Um, but yeah, like he was like super nice and whatnot. And it's so crazy because this was like, probably like in June. So like this December before this happened. So like six months prior, um, he had a, um, he had a, he was the opening act for SIBO at Memorial Hall in Kansas City, Kansas. And I had this. I had just got for Christmas this FUBU hoodie. It was a blue hoodie. And I was out in the commons area right before you go into the um, theater. And it was like a line of people that was um, like armed. And so they was walking in. They was walking real fast or whatever. And I was just standing there and whatnot. And somebody hit me on my arm. So I looked on my arm and then I looked up. And it was Tech Nine, and that was back when he was writing the shit on his forehead. Mm-hmm. So whatever he wrote with on his forehead was on my hoodie, and I couldn't get it out. Mm. So when, uh, <laughs> so when um, he was in my lane, I was like, "Do you remember when you did this show when you bumped into somebody, blah blah?" blah. And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "It's me. I'm the one you bumped into." <laughs> He was like, oh, my bad. I was like, no, this okay. I told everybody you bumped it to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Because right, I still had the marks and shit on my arm. So when I wore it to school, after I tried to wash it or whatever, when I wore it to school and the marks were still there, I was just like, this is where it took me. I bumped it to me. <laughs> but it was so funny. But yeah, he was super nice. 
He was so nice. well, you should have never ever uh, let that fucking uh, 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 hoodie go. I ain't no telling where that mug is now. You should have never yeah. let it go. Right. I mean, that right. could be something you can still like, post up like boom, boom, boom. Right, because this is the early, like calm before the storm early. I got pictures of me in the hoodie and shit, but yeah. Like, yeah, this was calm before the storm tech nine. So this was hell early. And then again, at Memorial Hall in Kansas City, Kansas, as him mm-hmm. him as the opening act for SIBO. Yeah. Yeah, this was early, early in his career. But yeah, yeah, ain't no telling how much that should be uh, now. Man. Yeah, so. But yeah. Yeah, but you know, Tech Nine has not done a song with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> has not, but he is uh, seven degrees of separation because he has done things with Lil Wayne. He has. He has. And he, he outshined on the um, Carter Four. It was mm. like he has approved. You know what I'm saying? Especially because he and he knew it. You know what I'm saying? Like he knew it and he rapped about it. He was like, some of y'all probably don't know who this is. So yeah. Listen. All that shit he did, every the, the ending of it. Listen, everything was so dope. And then when he ended it with this is Sue Woo Business. Business. Listen. Right. Tech. Tech reached another level of godhood when he did that shit because, like I told you, Tech is really affiliated. Lil Wayne is famous and and affiliated because he's famous. You got to understand, Tech was affiliated before he was actually famous. So he actually, he he put a stamp on Wayne. Mm. A lot of people don't even think about that. He put a stamp on Wayne because Wayne got famous and then got affiliated. Tech okay. was affiliated and then got famous. Mm-hmm. Nah, he put a stamp on way and people got to put respect on that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so as far as Nicki Minaj, um, <laughs> I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it. You know, um, definitely will be in rotation. So, um, and like I said earlier, it'd be um interesting to hear what um if the if the favorites and the least favorites change going forward because this is the initial reaction, so yeah. So um I don't have any final thoughts. So Jerry's final thoughts, take it away. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, my Jerry final thoughts is going to be this. You got to connect with your family, it, um, especially around this time. Um, I ain't got, I, I'm not about to talk about nothing about the holiday season or, you know, everybody's supposed to be together or things of that nature. Um, just the belly of the beast that I work with, certain things that I've been watching as of lately, I want to uh, – really uh, tell people that like, yeah, you want to connect back to uh, your family and your family don't necessarily have to mean blood, but you want to connect back to them because um, you don't never know what people going through around this time. When it's, when it's winter time, uh, people go through a lot of things. They go through depression. They go through, um, it's about to be the end of the year and they not where they want to be. Um, 
certain things have, have, have happened and conspired through the year um, that um, people just think that, you know what I'm saying, the world is against them. And, and, and they uh, they start being standoffers and they, um, because they feel like they ain't uh, really doing what they're supposed to do. Um, you got to connect with those people. Connect with those people and let them people know that they are um, <coughs> part of your life and they are um, they you are aware of them and they are um, purposeful. They have a meaning. Um, just because, man, you don't want to you don't want to hear uh, things on the news or you don't want to hear uh, uh, a friend or uh, or uh, just somebody just out the clear blue tell you um such and such did something to themselves or such and such then um got into a bad way around this time people get into a bad way um like i said it ain't got nothing to do with uh holidays or anything like that um sometimes it got to do with like nigga it's cold outside and niggas got to make um certain type of decisions that uh that either make them or break them so you got to be aware you got to stay focused on that you say you actually love for real uh and as always take care of yourself and others all right thank you for that so this is episode 102 102 of the ish we talk and we will see you guys for episode 103 exactly